0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 54th episode of the Alien vs Predator Galaxy podcast. This is your regular host, Corporal Hicks, or Aaron Percival, as I go by in the real world. And we have another Covenant-themed episode for you today. I'm joined by another of Alien Covenant's concept artists, Colin Shulver. Thank you for joining us today. Thank
1: you. Hi, Aaron, and uh, hi, everyone. (laughs) Nice Nice to be here.
0: And it must be nice to finally be able to talk about Alien.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it's, it's always the thing, isn't it? You can never talk about these things when you want to. Um, before the film comes out, it's got to be afterwards. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's great. Great to have a chance to chat about it.
0: Before we do start nerding out and talking about Alien, I was hoping you could just provide a little bit of background about yourself for our listeners. You know, who are you, what do you do, and how did you become involved with the film industry?
1: I'm uh, Well, my background is I'm a sculptor. Kind of creature effects. I've been doing this now about 28 years. I'm based in the UK and uh, yes yeah, so, I mean I'm kind of my, my background is sculpting kind of creature effects so I, I kind of moved into concept art I still do a bit of kind of creature sculpting as well so yeah so it's been been a, been a while now and um, obviously Alien is is a big part of my kind of history and childhood history kind of, kind of one of those films that I obviously loved as a kid as we all did so it's great to be a part of that now
0: well, we actually have a little bit of a tradition on the podcast and you know that is each time that we have a new guest on we really love to hear about the first time you know, they saw an Alien film. You know, do you remember the first time you encountered the big baddie?
1: Uh, yeah, well, um, I I guess the first, actually, I think the first time I saw was that film of all was Aliens. Hmm. And I was too young, of course. Um, I was probably about 15, 16 at the time. And then I saw um, Alien on um, I saw on VHS video before the days of a DVD and, and uh, Blu-ray. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it made a big impression on me. Um, i mean i grew up kind of on kind of ray harry movies and kind of monster films and mm. kind of what to do stop motion to start with. when i was in college i kind of started getting into more kind of sculpting kind of creature masks and that sort of thing so so alien had a big impact on me uh, massive impact
0: which do you think would be your favorite of the films
1: uh alien alien the first one has to be has to be the best is the best it's it's the most uh atmospheric i mean it's slower paced of course but it has such drama and such mystery to the film um and phenomenal design i mean aliens is a great film it's a great piece of entertainment but it in a a lot of ways i felt it kind of diminished the the creatures in certain way i expanded it i mean the queen alien is is amazing and a great bit of cinema cinema but i love the mystery of Alien um the, the obviously the the navigator the, the kind of the, well, the juggernaut and the creature itself kind of just it was a shock and and but the the atmosphere of that film is, is brilliant it's, it's such a mood piece um whereas aliens is obviously it's, it kind of became an action film and the creatures became kind of yeah kind of monsters just 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 monsters kind of, it's a bit it's a bit of a shame in, in a lot of ways but but i still love that film it's, you know, it's phenomenal <laughs> yeah it's, uh... <laughs>
0: the the idea of uh mystery, I suppose, leads us on to this next one quite nicely, which is, um, you know, despite going in an alien direction, Covenant was, it was Prometheus too, you know, it, it was a sequel yes. to, to that one. So, what did you think of Prometheus?
1: Well, I worked on Prometheus <laughs> for, for uh, Conor O'Sullivan, um, who uh, is the, was the prosthetic... Uh, designer on the film. Um, I've worked with Connor for quite a few years now. Um, I'm, I'm freelance, so I can jump on a lot projects with him. Uh, so, our, our experience in working on that was, was doing the, the engineers uh, initially. Um, I, I, I kind of. It's a kind of, it's, it's bit weird to look at it from a kind of a creature film point of view, working with Ridley. Coming back to the alien franchise was, was fantastic. I kind of. I guess. I mean, I, re- I remember reading the script and feeling. Maybe a little disappointed in in some ways, because uh, I guess it was it kind of kind of demystifying some of you know that they, the, that lovely mystery of the original mm-hmm. Alien film. So I kind of felt a little bit bad in some ways, kind participating in in destroying a bit of that mystery. Because <laughs> um, you know, obviously the engineers are a little controversial. Some people love them, some people hate them. But from an experience point of view, I, I enjoyed working on it. Maybe when it came out. There's, there's some kind some of, I guess some problems with the film, but now that we've worked on Covenant, I feel I actually feel that Prometheus actually feels a bit better because it's becoming a part of a bigger a bigger picture, a bigger kind of a kind of world that Ridley trying to create. Um, it's not just a standalone kind of film. There's there's more setting up the whole world and the whole world of the of the aliens. Which is yeah, which I'm really excited. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited that yeah, you know, it's kind of it's making a bigger, bigger scope, bigger world. So I kind of yeah, I kind of I kind of like Prometheus. Some people probably lynched me for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I kind of yeah, I mean there are some, there are some things a little, little um yeah, maybe some some problems with it.
0: <laughs> I think people think it has a more negative people tend to think that prometheus was hated i think a bit more than it actually was because mm. like the, the critic responses was generally favorable and if you look at like the aggregators you'll see that it tends to have a higher rating from like viewers and fans than you would necessarily think it would do so i think you're safe i don't think you're gonna get quite so <laughs> list for that <laughs> personally i just find it frustrating from it, all the open ends and you know, the the bits where you can see how it was an Alien film, but then they've tried to scrape it away, and it's still, you know, there's still bits, there's still elements left hanging over, like like the hammerpede that looks like a facehugger and a chestburster together, and um, the trilobite that functions like, again, a facehugger and a chestburster together without any sort of real... I think, you know, a, a lack of coherency in how it all goes, how it all works together. It's It's like Alien, but it's not like Alien. Yes. And it seems yes. seems messy for that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I suppose the thing is, it was kind of kind of trying to set up, really trying to cr- kind of set up how the alien world and the, and the, I guess the xenomorphs came into existence. And I guess that's maybe the little bit confusion. People weren't quite aware that that's what he was doing, maybe initially. And that now it's become clear that's what what he was doing with Covenant. So yeah, I, I guess that's the problem. I, I, everyone was expecting to see the xenomorph turn up. And we kind of got this kind of little kind of end piece which really wasn't what we were wanting. We were wanting yeah, the big monsters running around corridors. So yeah, so hopefully now that that's yeah, that covenant's kind of kind of changing that, that, that view. So I mean, hopefully the next alien movie will kind of kind of really take us into the, you know, the world of biomechanics and, and, and the true world of the alien. and uh, I mean hopefully yeah, it could set up something really rather, rather special. Be nice
0: your work has actually been featured in you know some of the books you know predominantly the art and making of and i think it was also in the official collector's edition thing, the, the mini sort of book that Titan put out as well. Oh,
1: yes, yes, yes. We got the, Yeah, we got the cover on that as well, yes.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> they did about three different covers on that one. I'm sure yours was one of them.
1: Uh, yeah, I've seen that online. Yeah, there's some, some different covers. We got the, the, the UK version has the, the our, our piece, but there's, there's also the, the beautiful poster as well.
0: Now, despite your sort of work being out there and being used for the marketing and stuff, you yourself have <laughs> very much kept below the radar in regards to uh, your involvement with the film, so I was hoping you could just tell us a a little bit about how you ended up working on Covenant, I'm assuming it was through your prior association with Connor and um, Creatures Inc. But if you could just uh, give us a bit of info on, on, on your involvement,
1: uh, yes, um, uh, well, yes, that's, I mean, it's exactly that. I, I've worked with Connor now for a while, and he's, he's a great employer, very artistic, very creative, and really kind of loves developing all these kind of ideas. Um, so, it's, it's fantastic work for us, especially in the alien world. So, I mean, initially, uh, when the film came up, there was talk that obviously know, been, Connor, been talked about it since since we did Prometheus. Um, so when it kind of got talked about this time coming up, uh, there was talk of Australia, and my initial response was to turn it down. Because, <laughs> not because I didn't want to do it, I was, you know, obviously wanted to do it, um, but we have a, a young son, and at the time, we, I, I didn't really want to be apart from them, and the thought of going be able to, go to the other side of the planet, even though it was very exciting, I didn't, you know, didn't think it would be uh, you know, an option for us to do that. Um, so my initial response was to turn it down, but then... Uh, Fortunately, we talked to the schools and were able to uh, take, our, take us on out there. I mean, I started on the film initially in England, doing concepting work um, and some 3D modelling work for printing, doing the Dead Engineers. That's what we started on over here. And that was, they were then kind of, they were like formers really. And then they were, continued working on it out in Australia with the guys at Odd studios. So initially yeah, that was initially my response. But then uh, we, the school were able allowed us to take us on out of school and uh, we flew up to Australia. And spent about, I spent about five months over there in the end. And it was mostly kind of concepting and, and kind of sculpting.
0: Now, I was hoping you could explain a little bit about the technicalities of your particular style of artwork. Am I right in thinking that the stuff you've been sharing is is three D modeling, three D sculpting kind of thing?
1: Yes, I use, I use a bit of software which is kind of used a lot in the industry now. It's called um, ZBrush, uh, which is a fantastic bit of program. It's designed for for people like myself who are kind of practical sculptors, real world sculptors, and it's tried to design a bit of software that you don't have to be a kind of technical kind of whiz to kind of uh, yeah to use. <laughs> it's it's very easy and very user friendly, and for people like myself, you can kind of get into it very very quickly and uh, get modeling so it's, it's a great tool to use because it's not only is it a, a kind of design tool but you can also use it for, for you know printing as well so so we can create something um we can, we can use scans from from other work and then kind of rework them and then print them out into the real world so not only is it a design tool but it's also uh you know it has practical uses so like for the alien itself we kind of had a there's a sculpt produced by bradley sims um initially as a, as a concept a uh, beautiful sculpt and then we had that was scanned and then that was given to me as a as a kind of digital uh, model and i was then back engineered that to create the inner skull and the dome and then kind of create all the teeth and parts and uh so and then that was 3d printed so and that then after we got the printer was molded again and that was used for then sculpting the rest of yeah you know, initially kind of sculpting the rest of the creature so and um, the skin Bradley then went back onto working onto the, the head for the large scale alien and so you kind of create the, the skins for that and so so it kind of real world uses as well which is is you know, really really fantastic you can kind of flip things you can mirror things you can really clean things up you can incorporate other elements like in the in the the alien itself there's some these bones that run down the side of the head and they're actually actual bone models or it comes from scans which I then incorporated and fused into it and reworked. So you can kind of, you can do a lot of kind of crazy stuff.
0: Sounds quite powerful.
1: It, it, it is. And uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of pretty much, uh, I mean, it's used throughout the industry now. So I mean, loads and loads of people use it for, as all sorts of things. I use it all the time now, constantly using it. And I'm kind of moving more into that sort of thing, that side of things, rather than kind of real world sculpting. I kind of do a bit of both, but it's, it's becoming more and more of a, a tool, you know, to, kind of used in our world as well, which is fantastic. And then also, not only does it stop there, but then some of the models can then go off to C G departments and they can like with Alien. we had the like with the, the, the proto-morph and the neomorph, where then went off to the C G departments. I don't know how where you know where that was used for just animatics or reference or or not, they reworked it completely or but they kinda of, they kind of wanted the models. So it's kind of a a kind of starting point for them as well, which is Brilliant, so it kind of has lots and lots of uses and go in different directions, which which makes it great fun.
0: Which do you actually prefer, then? Do you like getting your hands dirty, or is it just easier? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I'm becoming more and more into the digital world. Um, I still love kind of sculpting in the real world, but the digital kind of, you, you get a lot more freedom with it. I mean, there's, there's, there are some problems with it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the CG world is, sometimes things look a bit plasticky, a bit fake, that's the real challenge, is kind of trying to make that look really, really real. But you can do also, I mean, the lovely thing about this, there's no kind of limit with scale. You can kind of go into really, something that's very, very small, you can go and do really, really fine detail. Which, you know, in the real world, you'd be you know, really, really difficult. Like with the, with the embryos, trying to be able to kind of put that kind of level of detail into things in the real world. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really tricky sometimes. So you could do like something like a little insect, but you could have sculpted an insect. An <laughs> actual size.
0: Hmm. Oh, thank you. Now, in preparation for working on covenant did did you do any sort of uh, particular you know prep did you revisit the the older films or did you look at the old art of books you know Giga's um the book of alien you know that was filled with, like all the old art anything like that
1: uh, I looked at the original um Giga's original alien I, I did look at that but I, I have to admit I, I, I tried to avoid looking at, at the other films as much as I could I don't we didn't we were we weren't going to go kind of in those kind of directions. It was made very, very clear early on that They didn't want to. They wanted something different. I mean, it still got to look familiar, and and Giga's referenced a lot. There's a, a particular piece that we were asked to look at when designing that Connor um, said that Ridley was really very keen on. Which wasn't the classic, um, that was the classic alien. There's one the gigas designs had like these kind of eyes on the side, almost like stretched kind of insect eyes. So that that was something that we kind of referenced and we kind of incorporated into the skull. So it wasn't on the surface, but it was underneath. So it's kind of got not the classical kind of human skull which Giga put into his, but kind of like this weird kind of stretched eyes. I mean, you didn't really kind of see it, but it was kind of there.
0: What particular pieces we asked to look at?
1: Oh, no, that's terrible. I should know that as a. As a fan, but I, I'm afraid I don't. There's a particular piece that's got a, like these kind of stretched, almost like insect kind of eyes on the side of their head, and that was one that really, really liked. It's um, really bad that I don't know it. I should know it. Uh, but we, yeah, we didn't we didn't really reference any of the movies.
0: Oh, was it um, five? Uh, no, four. Sorry. The one with the coiled tail and Necronom four.
1: Possibly. <laughs> that's really bad. The fans are going to be like, what? You don't know this stuff? You should know it.
0: <laughs> Hang on. This one.
1: Yes, sorry, yes. I see it, yes. Yes, that is the one. That's the image.
0: So that's Necronom 4. Necronom 4. So that, that was something that Ridley, um, yeah,
1: Ridley, um, we were told to, to reference and like, he, he particularly liked that design. Um, and then there was also a piece of classical sculpture, which Connor said Ridley liked, which is kind of like this kind of flayed kind of body. And it was very black and kind of black stone. And that was something we also referenced. But it was trying to keep it very... Uh, very different, obviously the biomechanical look uh, was something Ridley didn't want and it's, it's not not. I, I kind of get the feeling that's obviously going to come into, into the story later on um, as David's obviously progressing his, his alien design so obviously what we're working on is the Protomorph, not, not the Xenomorph the Xenomorph doesn't exist yet in this storyline hopefully at some point that will come in great, it'd be fantastic to see that um, I mean I was kind of slightly disappointed not to be doing that I was kind of hoping all the, all the kind of um, the kind of coils and kind of strange kind of mechanical looking um, elements would have been lovely to bring in. I mean, when I started working on some early concepts for the, well, we were calling it at the time the Deacon, but it, it, it was, um, uh, it became the, the neomorph. Um, I was incorporating biome- a slight elements of biomechanical and I was told very quickly to remove that
0: from the design well that actually really leads us quite nicely onto the next question Mm -hmm. which is that there's a couple of your early neomorph concepts that i really 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 like thank you (laughs) it's the one where it looks like a melding of the deacon the alien and Syl from species so i was was hoping you could tell us a a little bit about the story behind those earlier concepts you know and also did the, the earlier draft of the film include deacons rather than what would eventually become the neomorph?
1: Um, When I was working on those designs, I I hadn't uh, seen the scripts.
0: So they were were on spec kind of thing? It
1: was on spec, yeah. So it was was discussed, I mean, Connor was saying that the... uh, Numi was not returning into the story, and she died. And I think the idea at the time was that she'd been experimented on by David. So I kind of just kind of took it upon myself to incorporate. I mean, that that kind of kind of human kind of face look was was a very very rough kind of kind of look of of Numi, and I thought that well she, Maybe we'll try and incorporate an element of her into the design, um, just as a bit of fun, just to see how it, how it would look. It got very quickly rejected. <laughs> probably pl- taken it a bit too literal. Um, I was probably kind of bring uh, in, and obviously that the, they didn't want to kind of have it look like species. Um, even that, I mean, that's a, that's a fantastic film. I love that look. But that that isn't alien. So I mean, yeah, it was kind of fun. It was just kind of we were giving, Conor was giving me quite a loose brief to start with, to just kind of come up and kind of come kind of different different looks, different ideas, and then we kind of start to hone it in. Kind of the pale wrinkly skin, that sort of thing, kind of came back in. The, the idea that if for the for the nearest was you know we wasn't sure at the time whether or not it was going to be a dome or a kind of something different. So we, we were kind of given a lot of free rein to start to play around with different ideas.
0: The, the Neomorphs are Covenant's really big sort of inclusion into the law, and they seem to share a bit of an ancestry with Carlos Huante's designs from Prometheus. Yes, yes. I was hoping you could just tell us a little bit about the evolution of the Neomorphs design. You know, were Huante's designs deliberately referenced, and what was your sort of directions for proceeding with the creatures? What did you need to achieve with, with that design?
1: Oh, well, very much so. I mean, it, it was... I mean, Carlos's stuff was beautiful, Ridley clearly liked it, and that was the yeah, I mean, like flight for the, for the young, uh, newborn newborns, they were, you know, Carlos's designs were used directly. Um, I didn't do any concept work for those. Um, and for the adult, um, yeah, we kept, it kept referring back to that. It kept coming back to that. We, um, we kind of took off, I guess, in different angles to start with, but it, but really, really loved that design. So we didn't want to drift too far away from it. We didn't, um, we made some really minor changes to be honest. Um, the teeth changed or something really, what to change. But yeah, it was, it was very much Carlos' design, a beautiful design. And all credit to him, really. Um, we kind of, I mean, at the same time, I was, I was kind of doing the concepting, the Zebras concepting, Adam was concepting the head as well, the sculpt, so we kind of referencing each other's work.
0: That, that's Adam Johansson from Odd Studios.
1: Yes, yes. So we kind of worked all three in a big kind of workshop together. It was kind of Creatures Inc. and, and Odd together. Um, Connor is the overall kind of creature supervisor, so I was always being Connor was always kind of driving the direction of everything. So yeah, but it was, yeah, it was, it was very much kind of the neon wolf was very much Carlos's world.
0: Let's talk the alien. <laughs> so you you've already mentioned this, and you know it always comes up. Um, but Covenant's alien noticeably likes the biomechanical elements of Giga Yes, from what we understand, it was a very deliberate move on on Ridley's part. So. What were you asked to achieve when you were designing Covenant's new alien? Aside from you know, make it make it new and make it not gigeresque. What <laughs> what did they want you to do with the alien when you were working on the concepts?
1: Uh, well, it was very very clear. It, was, it had to be more an anatomical kind of look. Um, um, creepy, scary, very very skinny, very thin, kind of painfully thin. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was very much keep it in that kind of. Uh, a real world kind of anatomy kind of feeling to it, it would kind of make it very creepy, it's kind of fun and different. Um, I mean, I, I love the biomechanical, uh, bi- biomechanical look, which everyone does. Um, but yeah, we weren't, we weren't, that wasn't what we were doing, it wasn't what we really wanted. You want, I guess, this is, the, this is the start of the development of the, of the creature, really. I guess. David's been using the the uh, engineers kind of uh, their their black goo and the, the, their world of kind of crazy engineering to as his starting point, and I guess the Neomorphs kind of stem more from that initially. And then, the, but the Xeno is something that David's obviously creating his it's his own monster, his thing. Um, so I guess it's the first stages. I mean, and, and it's in some respects I don't know it kind of maybe it's feel like it's kind of flawed because it's it's it was quite easily easy to kill whereas in the original alien film you couldn't kill it that was a, that was the beauty of that that origin of the original alien film the xenomorph you can't you can't kill the thing so i guess that's what you know it's going to continue on the development of the creature i mean i guess that, and that's what really what the films really are, you know, these films are going to be about the development of that monster
0: so how how did you go about achieving a deconstruction of the aliens' design so it looked more biological? I mean, did you did you reference any of sort of like ADI's work, um, Amalgamated Dynamics Inks, as their aliens were, you know, they're pretty well known for being more biological in look rather than you know biomechanical.
1: We I didn't we didn't really look at their stuff. I mean, obviously it's beautiful, and I guess I mean I've seen it so, so many times, and and I guess it's probably a part of. It becomes a part of you, doesn't it? A part of the alien world. Uh, but they didn't, deliberately didn't look at any of that stuff as, as reference. It was, it was more anatomical models.
0: As in real-life humans, sort real,
1: of. Real-life real, real yeah. stuff. So that was more what we were referring. We are kind of um, taking certain aspects, certain elements away. Uh, there was an initial model done by Dominic Hailstone, which is, was was a great starting point, and it was very much so that along those lines as well, kind of uh, the kind of anatomy kind of look yeah kind of it was more just kind of really trying to refine and keep it very skinny very very scary and quite creepy looking
0: is there a bit more to it than let's remove the car parts and let's remove the, the tubing kind of thing because i mean there's you know you've got what looked like actual veins
1: yes so yeah 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 i mean it was it was, it was very much organic I and mean, i was
0: trying to try and keep it very very
1: organic there are there veins um um yeah i mean the the, the anatomy is trying i mean there's it's not Human anatomy, a lot of elements of human anatomy that has uh, the, the skeletons a lot more human in, in, its, in its look and appearance. Yeah, let's trying to keep that. But uh, to me, the, a lot of the ADI stuff is more organic, but kind of maybe almost insect organic. Where we're trying to go for a more kind of human organic
0: right, right, right. look. Okay, cool. Something that I love about the original Alien and I really enjoyed about the Covenant's design is the transparent cowl and the skull. You know, it's back. Yes. You never really see it in the original, but you know, fans know it's there. They've seen the pictures and stuff. Was the return something that Scott had deliberately asked for, or, or was that something that was just sort of you know ended up happening?
1: Um, well, um, and I said that like Bradley started the initial concept sculpt on the head, um, uh, and when I was working on the on that as well, it was yeah, it's something Ridley, Ridley wanted. I mean, they they I guess the only time it's really been well, it was removed in they removed the alien. But I think they initially they they originally created it, but it but it got removed mm. during production. I think wasn't it?
0: Yeah, they, they kept breaking during the stunts and, <laughs> Cameron, yeah, Cameron was like, "Fuck this, let's get rid of it."
1: Well, I'm not a big fan of the dome. I think it's just weird and kind of creepy and strange. And it's 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 great to have it there. I think did it get? Re- I think got removed in one of the A V P movies. I think that one of them got they they didn't have them in
0: the the second A V P because uh. when. When ADI did Alien 3, they brought the dome back and then all the others yep. sort of followed that same one because the, the alien in the first AVP is literally just the alien resurrection moulds. They reused them for, mm-hmm. for yes. um, cost-saving right. exercises. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with AVP 2, um, it was pretty much they owned... <laughs> they had a little bit of money to redo the head, so they went for an alien's look.
1: Yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah I, I, I love the diamond, I'm glad we, I'm glad we got to, to use that, that was that was, that was
0: very cool. <laughs> now there's something I'm hoping you can clarify for me here, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you labelled your concepts of the alien as the protomorph and you've used the term a few times in you know while we've been chatting, uh, my understanding was that the alien was never known as anything other than simply the alien during production, is that not the case or is that just something you've sort of adopted since it's... Been you know labelled that online.
1: Oh no no no! I mean it was it was we always referred to it when we when we worked on the film as, it was the xeno we, we it was never called the protomorph during during my time on production. Um, I was I was mostly in the workshop. Um, I wasn't really on set, so I don't know what they were calling it on the set. But it was always we yeah, we always referred to it as the Zeno. <laughs> um, it it kind of became that. Um, I guess we kind of came out afterwards. But I guess in a sense, I mean, what it is is it's a start. So it's 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 a pre-runner of the alien. So I guess I had to call it something. They didn't want to call it the Xeno because it isn't really the Xeno. It's it is something different. It's not it's not there yet, is it? So. Um, so no, no, we 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 always call it, we, during production when we're making stuff it was, it was known as Zeno but yeah it became became the protomorph.
0: I always looked at it as um, it was like how the alien changes from film to film and it's for various reasons you know for number three it was because it was a dog host and for number four mm. it was because it was corrupted DNA or whatever so I was just sort of saw it as this picking up of DNA traits kind of thing which is what which would have been why the um, Obviously, it's not the alien as we know it yet, but it's still got to pick up them traits and get there. So I, that's uh, how I always kind of um, rationalized it, I guess.
1: Yeah, like, it kind of takes on like, elements of the, the host. I guess that's why the the, the alien became you know, in in was it, was it Requiem? Yeah. Uh, yeah, had that the alien predator crossover. So I guess yeah, that's, that's that is a, that's true. It kind of takes on its elements of its of its host. Um, but I guess in a sense we we. We were looking at is it as a, it's it's not yeah it wasn't it wasn't that that creature the bio, it's more the biomechanical look is what I think of as the Xeno. Um, because we weren't using the biomechanical it, it's yeah I guess it didn't become yeah it wasn't it wasn't named that. although obviously when we were making it we kept calling it that because I guess we didn't know what else to call it <laughs> but, uh, yeah it was just referred to as, as the alien yeah okay cool
0: now you shared some artwork of the various human and alien embryos that somewhat bookend the film Now, uh, in the finished film what we see are embryonic face huggers but I understand that earlier test screenings had something that resembled I guess more embryonic chest bursters maybe or mini aliens and um, which is something that you've also shared artwork of were these all concepts that you designed at once or was it changed at a later date which required you to go back and do additional design work
1: um, No, uh, I mean initially um, we weren't doing any um... Uh, embryos uh, like alien embryos we're just doing human embryos um i think ridley loved those so much that Connor was saying that he kind of wanted to I, maybe I, mean, I don't know maybe you've came up with the ideas at the time i don't know um i could be reading into it a bit but but then kind of really then said well let's have some alien embryos as well it might hopefully have been nice if it did inspire him, but I don't. I don't know. I can't lay claim to that. So yeah. So initially start off with just human embryos, and then then Ridley was like, well, okay, let's have some uh, some alien the kind embryos, and then Connor said we should do some some ones as well. And I think Connor always felt that it, in the life cycle it would make more sense that the 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 huggers would because obviously that egg, the egg becomes grows to become. I guess the the Egg of the of the face, of the face obviously, obviously, the the alien embryo was is something that's implied in someone inside. Someone. So initially, we we um, the shot. Well, I, I kind of did actually visit set when they were filming that, and there were shots of the xenomorph or protomorph embryo. Uh, and kind of micro fast was holding that very close, and then I think really thought about it, I guess, afterwards. And they, I believe, they digitally replaced the xenomorph with the face So that was good, kind of, even though it was our it was like kind of our model, uh, kind of a model we produced, kind of, they kind of digitally replaced it, so it became the face so I was a little bit disappointed because I kind of really love those all those all um, xeno. <laughs> I'm kind of confusing myself as to what to call these things. But yeah, it was a bit disappointed that yeah it wasn't that. All the the kind of protomorph uh, embryo. Um, I'm kind of hoping one day they're going to produce these things. You can buy them on the shelves. That'd be great. That'd be real fun. Because they are one of my favourite things I did on the film.
0: That was the embryos.
1: Yeah, I really loved doing those. And it was, they were 3D printed and kind of of a a strange process, but it kind of worked out really well. Mm. So it was kind of it was almost like a little mould, and they were so the clear part was the bit that was printed, and then. You kind of create a model that had a like a negative shape, which was then filled with silicon and veins, and all the guys are odd. Um, did some beautiful work on those. Absolutely fantastic, kind of filling them all up, detailing them and back painting them. So really, yeah, real, real fun. really, fun, really nice. No, and that's something that would have been very difficult to do in the, in the real world. Kind of that's where 3D printing came in, you know, kind of in a real nice way, kind of produced something very kind of different.
0: Did, did you steal one of them? No, I should have done
1: I really should have done <laughs> Um, I don't know if it happened at the, at the end of production, Ridley um, really liked them so much that he, um, was asked, he asked Connor um, if uh, he you know, produced sets of them, and they were going to be given to uh, Fox studio, uh, the Fox executives at Fox as a production gift from, from Ridley. I don't know if that happened at the end, um, but, but I also produced, a, because of that set, I produced a little Neomorph embryo as well, um, which I guess I should probably pop, you know, post somewhere at some point. Um, and, that'd be cool uh, yeah, so that was kind of fun so there was, there was a little human embryo of, uh, things like a uh a and a, a neomorph as a little set and they were going to be given to the execs <laughs> at fox so i hope that did happen i don't know i don't know in the end if it did
0: <laughs> so how involved were you with the you know the realization of your concepts to reality did you do much follow-on work with I mean, you know the people sculpting the suits or or working on the cg models or anything like that
1: well i i um i kind of was in the the creature shop at the time so i was working um with those guys anyway and um so i kind of jumped in and out i was mostly on the computer but i did jump in and out so we um um, i didn't work on the big uh protomorph alien suit but uh there's myself and another sculptor andy hunt who's a good good old friend of mine known for years we sculpted up the these um protomorph kind of suit version of it so um i mean it was quite quite a tight turnaround initially i don't it was always a question about whether or not we were going to do a suit and it became a very kind of almost well, not a last minute but we had been very pretty tight on time we ended up sculpting the the protomorphs kind of actual suit version in probably about seven days for the body and um, hands and feet and head was probably about another week it was real it was real quick we're very happy with what we did and that's I mean, a big kind of Kind of nod to andy really he's, a, he's i mean he's an old friend and he's a fantastic sculptor and it was um it was great to, to work with him again and then we also sculpted up uh, well i started on the the, the face saga and andy kind of took that over and it became his thing in the end i didn't i didn't really kind of finish off on the face i but he kind of um yeah he kind of that's one of his scops um so yeah we're dropping in We also did the the suit for the the neomorph which is like a reference suit as well, um, Adam sculpted the head, and, uh, and Andy and myself sculpted the body. So um, yeah, kind of jumping in and out. But also, um, then when I finished, I kind of came back to England. We kind of carried on with the, the kind of the, the protomorph carried on, carried on concepting. It kind of kept changing a bit, um, particularly the legs. It was really, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, the legs kind of became extended a bit more dog-like. Hmm. Um, so it kind of it continued.
0: Yeah, I, I read in the art book that Ridley was pretty much unable to really settle on a final design of the alien for ages, which <laughs> was. Which was why Creatures Inc. ended up doing the design work, if I remember rightly.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I guess so, yeah. We kind of initially when I kind of came onto it, we, I was told, yeah, you know, as, as Connor was told, we weren't going to be doing any practical suits. We weren't probably weren't going to be involved in the, the creature that particular creature design at all. We thought, oh well, we'll be doing all the other stuff. So it was really it was great to get any kind of get you know get involved. In that. And we didn't actually even see any of the other designs that other people had been doing, especially for the America. Kind of see afterwards now people start posting stuff. I mean, it always seems to be the way on films. You kind of there's a lot of stuff you don't get to see, and maybe it's I guess they don't want you to be influenced by that, mm-hmm. and they want you to come up with fresh new ideas. But yeah, we kind of yeah we kind of took on a lot of the design work, which is you know really exciting, uh, particularly you know, being a Ridley film and and being an Alien film.
0: You said you worked on Prometheus as well, doing the sort of prosthetics, and you also did some design work for the engineers. The dead engineers, dead engineers. I'm told they were called <laughs> sometimes on Covenant. That this bit of an off the cuff one, but there's a noticeable difference between the level of prosthetics that the engineers had in Prometheus and how the um, the makeup effects in Covenant. Do you know if that was, you know, there was any real reason for that sort of, you know, changing changing look? Was it was it a cost thing because there were so many of these extras? Being engineers, or was you know, was there was there any particular design reason for it?
1: I, say, I I don't know from from the yeah the that sequence of the makeups. I wasn't I didn't um, work on those those makeups. I don't know to be honest. I mean, that's, that's a question for Connor. And um, that was done. A lot of that was done, I believe, afterwards as well. It was kind of like a pickup shoot. They did quite a lot of that stuff. So, I don't know. I was purely involved in more the dead engineers um, and sorry, like the printing side of that. Um, uh, so, I don't know. I can't answer that one, unfortunately. Um, it was probably a budget. I imagine there was a budget restraint because there was just so many. Because it... This, initially, the, obviously, the engineer we produced on Prometheus was really involved, in it, and the naked engineer as well at the start of the film. Really intensive makeups, and a lot of work. I mean, we did on original Prometheus, we did like about 10 makeup tests to kind of really lock down the look of the engineer. And then the final full body makeup was a massive, massive piece of work, and a lot of people involved in it um, and a lot of time. So I guess they really couldn't. I mean, the naked engineer was like a Good God, it was about a nine-hour makeup. It was really involved. There's was about six of us working on it. Um, there were three of us who sculpted it. Um, so I guess, uh, and there's countless other people involved in moulding and casting and painting. Um, so <laughs> to have done that kind of level, that kind of number of people would have been, yeah, would be pretty much impossible. All right,
0: right. I thought I thought it was going to be something as simple as that. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you also stayed on to work after the film on the marketing videos, specifically, I think, Meet Walter?
1: Oh, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> so how, how did you become in, involved with that, and you know, what, what were your responsibilities with, with the design work?
1: Well, I I'd already come back to England at that point. The, the guys were back in Australia still so carrying on on the film um and i I'd, I'd come back so i was kind of doing a bit of the finishing off some of the design for the alien but then that came up and it was it was a kind of I guess initially as a, a kind of concept you kind of look but then there was also those elements of printing so i mean they kind of did it on the first film with um guy pierce kind of doing the the ted talk and i guess the, the viral marketing i mean it works so well it's it's, it's great to be involved so um yeah, so I, mean, I was kind of doing kind of digital, kind of digital modeling, concepting and then 3D printing, which was great because I was back here in the UK and over in Australia, you know, I sent the files over and they were printed and next thing I saw was, was the kind of the finished piece of work. So I never actually saw it as a practical model, just purely as a digital model, which then became realised over there. Which is oh. fantastic. Obviously, there's a lot of work. No, it wasn't just a 3D player thing. There was a lot of other aspects that went into that, um, and a lot of um, detail and elements, uh, other elements that went into it. There's it a great, great to be a part of it. Yes.
0: <laughs> did Did you look at like the the you know Ash or Bishop or stuff like that for that kind of you know design work? I mean, because you, you do see them in some state of um, incompleteness. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, no, we um, kind of had some some reference points. There's been some concept work done before which was more mechanical looking and and i guess to a degree a lot of our stuff was kind of mechanical but we kind of tried to kind of bring some other kind of elements into it i'm not sure whether it's whether i mean i was given a lot of reference images of um kind of strange honey comb kind of textures and things which kind of tried to bring into it but it's more of like it's Obviously, it'd be an understructure thing, which I guess would get fused into him when he um, when he gets finally made. Um, I mean, initially, I started off being very a lot more organic-looking and a lot more skeletal-looking on the on the designs, and it became something more stylized afterwards. Huh. But it kind of, of fun, very different. It was um, something I didn't think we would be doing, and then it was, it was a nice little treat at the end.
0: Oh, um, was there any of your work or any other elements that you knew about during production that never made it onto screen that you really wish would have?
1: I, I guess, yeah, the, the, the Protomorph embryo. I was a little sad that I didn't make it on there, which I've said before. I mean, that's probably the only... An element. I mean, it's a the same. A lot of the anim- more the animatronics didn't make onto screen. Um, it was, it was very CG heavy. But then again, we were told at the start it was going to be very CG, and a lot of the stuff would be referenced. I was kind of surprised that we were even making a lot of the things we did make. It end.
0: seems like a lot of work went into those things, the, those suits and those costumes for you know what was essentially lighting reference and acting yes. reference.
1: Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I guess Ridley, they, they. I mean, I guess he got the the ability to indulge everyone and kind of, kind of get the stuff made then i mean i, I guess the, the, the thought was if, if it was could work you know, it, it would be used but i mean ultimately the, the creatures became so thin and so dynamic that it would have been you know pretty much impossible to you know to have done those as suits anyway but it was well, obviously the cg guys loved the reference they, they really really wanted it and uh, uh, charlie uses uh, the visual effects supervisor was coming around all the time and looking what we were doing and was very excited about what we were doing
0: that's charlie henley is it
1: yes there was never an us and them thing it was very very much they were very involved in what we were doing and very excited about what we were doing and then um so it, was, it felt very much like being a part of a team because a, um, a lot of time you can work on these and so you don't interact <laughs> with the other departments um, yeah. particularly visual effects there always seems to be this kind of a, like, yeah, you know, practical and kind of cg are, are very separate so and it didn't it wasn't that kind of relationship on this song. It, really, it was really good. It was a really good experience to kind of be you know, involved in different ways. But obviously, but they went off to them and they then kind of did, did their thing. And it was, you know, it was, yeah, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant.
0: <laughs> I guess that kind of answers my next question, which was just, you know, how how was your time on Covenant? You know, was it a good production for you? Uh,
1: phenomenal, brilliant experience. I mean, not not just in the sense of um, the movie, but also in going over to Australia and working over there working with the guys at Art Studios was great and being in another place kind of felt like being in an alien world kind of going somewhere else kind of heightened the experience to a lot of degrees I guess yeah Um, but yeah it's really entertaining very rewarding uh, very rewarding in in the sense of the designs being involved in the designs and, and being you know we were a great crew, fantastic people. They were lo- lovely guys. Everyone, every single person on the crew was, was fantastic to work with. So, um, yeah, great experience. And, and to work with Connor and Adam and uh, Damien as well over at Odd videos is uh, fantastic, really nice.
0: Have you actually had a chance to see the the film? Oh, oh yes, I've, I've
1: only seen it once. I do, I do need what did to watch you think? it again. I, I enjoyed it. I did. I remember sitting, sitting there thinking, actually, this this is really actually an enjoyable film. It, I guess it descends into into a a kind of stock kind of monster movie at the end but i thought i thought the start of the film was great it's great tension build up uh yeah really really enjoyable yeah is it is it better than prometheus i don't um i guess in some ways but i also feel it's a part of prometheus so it's kind of it was nice it kind of felt felt like it was a continuation of that film um and, and t- taken off into different worlds which is great yeah i mean I agree. yeah great
0: will you be returning for the next one
1: uh i hope so
0: I not, not heard anything about it
1: not heard any talk of it at the moment so i don't i don't know i would love to be involved um but who knows
0: well, that's actually all the questions from me personally. Before we do finish, though, I have just a couple of questions that were submitted by members of um, the Alien to galaxy community. Uh, Mr. Xenomorph asks, um, The Neomorph's skin colour and texture give the impression that it's chiselled from marble, like the statue of King David that Peter Wayland has at the beginning of the film. Was that the intent of the design, in that David views it as a work of art, as Wayland viewed the statue of King David as art?
1: I guess that could be rough. I mean, uh, when we were looking at me, obviously we were looking at Carlos's. Um, his initial designs were very pale, um, I guess we tried to give it that kind of very pale kind of look. Um, a, a lot felt a lot of it felt like like the um, the engineers themselves, that kind of very pale kind of skin look, and kind of creepy and strange and kind of devoid of, of, of normal life. It was kind of very otherworldly, um, and I, I guess that's from my point of view that was the look. But but also the, you yeah know, really you know, clearly loved Carlos stuff, so we didn't we didn't drift too far away from that. It always kept making it paler, make it paler. At some points during the design of the neo, we were bringing out a darker kind of kind of grays and kind of different kind of looks to it, but but it always seemed to come back to that that look. And I, 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 I think it is a you know, very successful look. It's very kind of creepy and strange and very different from the alien. It's kind of very opposite worlds from the alien. The aliens very obviously very dark and disappears into shadows, whereas this thing doesn't. It's 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 scary. It's, yeah, kind of like
0: that look, very ghostly. Now, uh, Megamorph, who's a fellow staff member on the site and also owns his own um, creature, a uh, film creature blog, uh, Monster Legacy, he w- he would like to know about David, how David being the creator of the alien affected the design of the creature in the film. He asks, uh, David creates the classic alien through a crossbreeding experiment. Was that always the pitch, or did this story dynamic change during the course of production?
1: I think it was always. Uh, he was he was kind of. Or, or, you know, kind of create his own thing his own monster i guess i mean i think that um dane and uh matt kind of talked a bit about this it was, it was on their previous previous podcast was that it's he's trying to create his his own kind of thing he's kind of trying to create so i guess yeah it, it's you can see in certain aspects it kind of it looks like the neomorphs, and maybe that's the starting point, but it's, I guess, yeah, he's, he's kind of trying to create his own monster, his own, his own child, I guess. And I guess there's a lot of ways you kind of look at it in like in in, in first Alien, you kind of, they kind of call the, the xenomorph Kane's child. I guess maybe this, yeah, it's, it's David's child. It, it To me, I don't think it didn't really change during production. That was always the case that so he was kind of creating that, you know, Aspect one, of the aspects of the story that he's creating these things. It's it's he's the, the kind of the um, yeah the the god character of these monsters. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: um, I will actually just sneak one more in there. You know, earlier when we were talking about that um, spec piece, uh, spec neomorph that you did with souls elements <laughs> in it. You know, you said that species wasn't. Was not alien? Of course, it isn't. Say they share the same designer, though. Do you not think? Do you not think that that kind of creature would fit into the alien universe? Do you not think Syl might slot in there somewhere? Um,
1: I, I guess. I mean, she could. I mean, it's very. I mean, uh, it's very biomechanical. I, I guess it, she could do. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't our intention to kind of do that. To kind of bring bring <laughs> Syl into Alien. I mean, that was that was never that kind of. It was more. It was kind of maybe kind of create. Elements uh, from Numi and, and her genetics being brought into the creature, but that was just an idea. It wasn't. There was nothing that came from uh, from production or Ridley. It was just a, kind of a, a bit of play in the design, um, as opposed to something that we were intending. You know, it was an intentional thing from production. But yes, I guess they, they could they could kind of fit into that
0: world at some point. It'd be nice. yeah, I'd, I'd still <laughs> love to see that concept come back down the line. You know, keep keep poking them with it. But yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's everything. So you know, thanks for chatting to me today. Uh, I, do, I do appreciate you taking the time. Well, thank uh, you. Before we do, just sign off and and wrap up. Is there anything that you'd like to say that I just I haven't given you the chance to with any of the questions so far? Oh,
1: um, I, I guess oh, just a big big thank you to uh, my my kind of boss on the job, which was, was Connor Sullivan, um, and thank you to. Uh, Adam and uh, Damien, for yeah, being so really nice and, and really accommodating when we were in Australia. Really uh, helpful. And uh, thank you to Australia, because that was wonderful. It was a holiday as well as a job.
0: Okay, bro. So um, where, where can people find you online? Where, where can they find your work and bits and bobs about you?
1: Um, I've, uh, my art station, which is a new, uh, new um, account I've created. Um, you find me on ArtStation. And uh, I've got some posts and stuff recently on... Um, zebra central you can find my posts uh, some
0: posts on there and i'll i'll include links to those in the actual uh, news post about this podcast so any of you guys who would uh, you know don't want to just go and look for it yourself i'll <laughs> i'll give you a shortcut on there thank you very much thank you <laughs> okay so yeah thank, thanks to everybody for listening as always leave us some feedback leave us some thoughts on your um, you know what? On the episode, any questions that you might have, you know, in follow up from this, pop on there, and I'll, I'll be sure to poke Colin uh, in there <laughs> for you. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is uh, this is Corporal Hicks. Oh, I'm uh, Colin Chauvin,
1: signing off.